back again with another recording. Today's topic is going to be about why am I blocked? I'm not clear on what to do next. I can't connect with my intuition. Nothing is happening. I can't get clear. So maybe this topic is a little bit more for people who have been in the spiritual space, on a spiritual path for a while. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is something that, that we all struggle with whether you consider yourself spiritual or not. And I have struggled with this so much, so I can speak from personal experience about what I've observed, about what are some of the things that block us and keep us from connecting with our intuition and keep us from feeling aligned, from not knowing what to do next, feeling stuck, blocked, things just aren't happening, aren't unfolding, aren't working, some blending of that some blending of those issues. It's so common. And there's a lot of great content out there about how to connect with intuition, how to get more clear on intuition, how to get more clear in ancestral guidance. That's a little bit less of the American marketplace um, that you would find information on how to have an authentic, genuine, open connection with elevated ancestors. But you would still probably find some stuff like that out there that's really great and really helpful. Um, so today I'm focusing on what blocks that, what blocks intuition. And there's also content out there that talks about that as well. And I'm just going to talk about some things that are really super common in my experience, but that might not be noticed as much because it's so ubiquitous. It's such a part of our modern lives. It's so easy to dismiss, ignore, not even be aware of. So I'm going to talk about a little bit the stuff that has blocked me and kept me confused and stuck. And it, it might not be really what people usually see or is what is commonly talked about. So like I said, I've talked to a lot of people in the spiritual space and other student healers about blockages about not being able to connect about things not happening or becoming clear I've just grieved that with other people they've grieved that with me it's it's so common and I've had to endure like my own obsessive thoughts <laughs> my own neurotic analyzing as to why I can't get clear as to why stuff just isn't happening why am I blocked blah 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 and I cur I mean, I currently am in, in a very minor way. I have been in various stages of limbo for years now, waiting for next steps to get clear. And there's absolutely been progress with that. So I can speak from that progress, but I'm not perfect at any of this. No one is. No one is. So let me offer some of my slightly different observations about blockages and not being able to get clear with intuition. The one main one, maybe the one of the biggest blocks, but also the sneakiest and the most ingrained and common and normal, normal is what has been more recently termed colonizer mentality. And it doesn't have to have a political terminology. 
Um, it's basically just anthropocentrism or self-centeredness. And by that I mean an ingrained, conditioned at the molecular level that most of us alive today have been conditioned with. And it's simply just the paradigm of modern life. It's in everything. It is everything. It's the sense of being the center of the universe as the most important focal point of life, of the universe. Pretty much all of us alive today, not all of us, but the vast majority have this going on. It's ingrained and conditioned from birth. Colonizer mentality, anthropocentrism, whatever you want to call it. It's not narcissism. It's not what we call selfishness. There are offshoots that lead to that. I'm not talking about a bad, dirty thing. I am talking about an incredibly impactful, destructive thing that most of us are a part of. It's simply the worldview paradigm we are raised with, that we are God's darlings. We are destiny's darlings. And all of our issues, our wants, our traumas, our desires, everything has to do with us because we are the most important thing to address, to tend to, to nurture, to fix, to solve, to cater, to monitor. We have not been raised with a life-centered paradigm, that we are simply a part of a bigger thing. Planet Earth, the universe, the macro, and we are the micro. We are an important part, but we are just a part. We don't have a life-centered paradigm. Typically speaking, generally speaking, indigenous worldviews are life-centered. So in the spiritual space, if we're talking about connecting with intuition and certainly elevated ancestors or spirit guides, that's not the paradigm that our elevated ancestors belong to. They're life-centered. They're universe-centered. Like nature, whether we're trying to connect with nature spirits, whatever, even just your own guts, your own intuitive nature in your gut, like we call your, your gut intuition, that is a, a byproduct of, of evolving alongside and within nature. None of those things, whatever you want to call it, elevated ancestors, nature spirits, your own guts intuition doesn't work. It doesn't exist within a colonizer mentality, an anthropocentric paradigm. So if we're coming from this ingrained conditioned paradigm that clashes directly with what it is we're trying to connect with, that's a huge problem. But what happens is what I've seen, what I've observed, is in the spiritual marketplace, we have we have really sneaky ways around that of, of avoiding challenging our anthropocentric paradigm. 
by projecting all of our self-centered paradigm onto spirit, onto nature, completely denying and deluding ourselves because that's not how it works. So deconditioning the anthropocentric or me-centered paradigm is a lifelong process. But I found that it is fundamental to actually being able to hear and see clearly and connect clearly with inner guidance and overcoming confusion or lack of clarity or blocks or stuckness in your path in life. The second thing that is so ubiquitous and so normal for our modern lives, but that keeps us blocked probably just as much as quote, decolonizing your inner being, the need to decolonize, is drama of any kind. Number two, drama of any kind. Again, drama is not dirty or sinful or bad, but it will block you and me. It will keep anyone from hearing and seeing clearly. And one source of drama that we just gloss over, and I think it's the most powerful source of drama, is internet drama, social media drama. Because it's so pervasive, it's so ubiquitous, it's easy to ignore or dismiss as important or impactful. But any level of nervous system entanglement Anything that's constantly triggering will absolutely block intuition and connection with your own inner North Star. So I'm not just talking drama in romantic relationships or even just with other people, although that's also another huge source. So drama in any kind of relating online or in life, in real life, neighbors, even family members, work people, it doesn't matter if there is a source of drama. My elevated ancestors, I can say this with complete confidence at this point because I've observed it enough. They want nothing to do with drama. That's not to say that they're sitting around going, this is evil, this is bad, this is gross. They just don't operate from that. Like it's not even on the radar. Drama just has no place. It has no place. It's just a big, juicy, loaded block that I carry around, not them. The third that is so pervasive. I mean, it's ingrained in us since birth. This is stuff that's ingrained in us since birth. This isn't a fault-based thing. This isn't a blame shift whatsoever. It's also not a, a a blame shift off of ourselves either. We just have to look at this stuff so clearly in the brightest light possible and not look away and not shove it away and not cover it up again or immediately go to content that makes us feel good about it and is tasty and delicious. We just have to get really honest. The third most ubiquitous block that I have experienced myself and that I see is jealousy and competition, which is basically all about not keeping your eyes on your own paper. I did a recording on that by that title, I think, keeping your eyes on your own paper. 
And it's a vicious cycle because looking at what others are doing or are good at or are succeeding at, especially on social media, will be a literally addictive via dopamine dumps in our brain. It's literally addicted and so that keeps you hooked on wanting to look at other people's papers and cheating off their paper. What do they got on their paper? I want to try what's on their paper. It's like this literal addictive vicious cycle. And when we're stuck in that, in any way, shape, or form, unable to get clear on what's on my own paper. What's actually on my paper? The thing about this addictive comparison comparison shenanigans on social media is it's literally doing stuff to our neurotransmitters and we don't know it when we're in it. You don't know what's like, it's impossible to, to know, to be able to monitor your levels of neurotransmitters as you're in the moment. Like we don't know when we're in it and it's so ubiquitous. It's like, just, it's a part of, of everything. It's absolutely going to be a block. Number four, really, really common. And it's something most people are struggling with more and more. Desperation. Desperation and fear and making choices out of a place of despair or frustration or fear is, it's a really big block. And again, this is not a blame shift. And so just go fix it. Go be peaceful. I'm pointing out simply that these are very real inner states of being that make it really difficult, if not sometimes impossible, to connect and be guided. What we will do a whole lot of, and I have experienced this directly myself, but also other people have done this with me, is feeling those things, despair, fear, um, frustration, we'll just call it spirit and we'll call it guidance or intuition. Usually though, I would say pretty much all the time, there might be a couple of instances where it was useful for my intuition to be um, moving me out of fear. But really, pretty much all the time, that's not gonna be intuition or guidance from elevated ancestors. They do not operate your own inner North Star does not operate from desperation and fear. Neither does it operate from frustration or warnings. But we have quite a lot of distortions about what intuition actually is and how it works. And it is really easy to just call that spirit or guidance. I'd say that the state of impatience along with desperation or frustration or fear. Um, like I said in, in above or earlier, um, ancestors, elevated ancestors, nature itself and your own nature, the way your body evolved, the way intuition works and evolved to work within us as part of nature, as animals too. It doesn't, um, it doesn't work 
via impatience. It doesn't work on modern human clocks. Intuition is not a fast food drive-through. It's not a 24-7 inundation of bada-bing, bada-boom, get moving, get going. Modern life, the lives that we live, constitutes a fraction of a fraction of a nanosecond within the history of this planet's evolution. So if you're looking at deep time as a big timeline, our modern lives as humans constitutes a, just not even a nanosecond. Our wiring is not modern. We are, we are not <laughs> modern human beings, although we're living modern lives. We're still essentially hunter-gatherers, foragers, evolved for in-person community, in-person clans and tribes that are oriented to local land. And in that orientation to local land, we are wired to the rhythms and flow and seasons of our local land. No amount of intellectual engagement or belief or opinions or thoughts about modern life and your modern life and my modern life will bypass that reality. Your intuitive self, my intuitive self is nature itself. And your and my intuitive nature doesn't run on modern speed. So impatience has a big impact. On, on remaining blocked and unclear. Um, so those are, I think, four, four things I've observed, but I just want to give an honorable mention to, to, a, to a, something that is really tricky and slippery. It's a, it is a slippery slope into being blocked and staying blocked, and that is pattern seeking, especially with conspiracy theories. But just a conspiracy mentality, trying to find and know what's quote really going on or what's quote really the truth that other people don't know or can't see or can't figure out because they're this, they're that, blah, 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 blah. That mentality literally does stuff to our brains, literally alters the landscape of your brain. And I've talked before about our nervous system state, health, resili resiliency, and our brain health is directly correlated and involved with intuition, inner guidance, and relationships with ancestors, relationships with nature and nature spirits. Any kind of addictive behavior that drives us to monitor patterns and follow breadcrumb trails to quote, secret truth, I'm not even talking about whether or not there is truth to it. I'm talking about what it does to your actual being. It causes nervous system overwhelm that we did not evolve to handle. We don't have the level of flexibility and resiliency to manage the inundation of information we now have access to and are surrounded with and a drowning brain and nervous system will absolutely block genuine, authentic, intuitive guidance 
and a genuine, authentic relationship with elevated ancestors, with nature, and with spirit. That's the stuff that, like, has kept me stuck. AF. And it is everywhere. It is in everything. And man, I just see more and more clearly. You can't possibly feel a sense of wholeness and fulfillment if you're not connected with your own nature in an authentic way. Okay, I think I'm going to end things for now. As always, thanks for listening. If you did, I hope there was something helpful here. All this stuff is a really great reminder to myself. So if anything, I've got a lot of reminders for myself in perpetuity. Okay, thanks. Bye!